0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. on Broadway Radio's Matt Tiemannini. Believe it or not, Ashley and I have already recorded Today on Broadway. You will hear that in just a minute. But after we recorded, we did get a couple little bits of news that I wanted to make sure that we got in this episode because they are not things that I think need to wait. Unfortunately, it is bad news on both accounts. First, after receiving no Tony Award nominations earlier on Tuesday, the current Broadway revival of Bob Fosse's dance announced its closing date and it will be in two weeks. The show will play its final Broadway performance at the Music Box Theater on Sunday, May 14th. The show opened on March 19th and by the time it closes will have played 17 previews and 65 regular performances. It did receive mostly positive reviews, but it, uh, just never seemed to catch on, either with the public or obviously with the critics and nominators. The other little bit of news that we have to discuss is even more sad than that, but we received word on Tuesday that Adam Brace had passed away, and if he's not a name that you are familiar with. He is a British playwright and director. He was actually set to make his Broadway debut this summer as the director of the upcoming show, Just for Us, which is starring and written by his longtime collaborator, Alex Edelman. This is a show that Grace and I saw together. We've talked about a number of times it was Fantastic. All that we know is that he passed away due to what is being called a, quote, short illness. He was only 43 years old. Uh, Just For Us is scheduled to begin performances on Broadway at the Hudson Theater beginning on June 22nd and opening night on Monday, June 26th. And the show is scheduled to run through August 19th. In a social media post, Edelman said, quote, He was my closest collaborator for more than a decade, but more importantly, he was one of my closest friends. I don't feel ready to acknowledge the magnitude of this loss, but I already feel it. Adam's laugh was distinctive and deep and my favorite sound. I sought it out again and again." So obviously, incredibly sad news for everybody involved with Just For Us. Brace had directed all three of Edelman's solo shows, including Just For Us, and had also been the associate director of London's Soho Theater. Since 2016, our thoughts go out to everybody who knew Brace, either personally or professionally and everybody who's involved with Just For Us. All right, I'm going to wrap up this little breaking news segment and I'm going to send it over to the rest of Today on Broadway. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. On Broadway Radio, Matt Tamenini And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. Ashley, we are coming to folks I mean, the live same day as the Tony nominations Woo. live and direct from a uh, plays out west. Yes, um, the Tony, Tony nominations are out. I ran through all of the categories uh, in a special episode that premiered literally like four, 30 minutes after we finished with the Tony nominations in the Patreon feed. And then it led a slightly delayed today on Broadway for Tuesday. So if you have not heard that yet, go back and check all of that out. Today, Ashley, you and I are going to be going through our thoughts on most of these categories. There wasn't, obviously, a whole lot of other news to come out, but we're going to talk about a lot of this stuff. But before we do, I want to make sure that everybody saw in the podcast feed, Jan Simpson's latest episode of Stagecraft premiered, and it was very well-timed because it was with playwright David Auburn, the writer of Summer 1976, which did receive one Tony nomination. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, there's a little bit of news about the show as well, which we'll get to at the end of the episode. So make sure you go over and listen to that in the Patreon feed and in the regular feed if you want to hear it. And of course, if you want to hear every episode before it comes out anywhere else, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. So actually what I figured we would do is we could go okay. through some of these categories, uh, talk about our thoughts. I shared a few brief... Thoughts off the top of my head when I ran through the nominations yesterday. Let's go with the performance category. Uh, yeah, let's go performances first. Let's go – let's start with featured. We'll do a kind of work up to the big things. Let's go best performance by an actress in a featured role in a musical. The nominees were Julia Lester for Into the Woods, Ruthie Ann Miles for Sweeney Todd, Bonnie Milligan for Kimberly Akimbo, Natasha Yvette Williams for Some Like It Hot, and Betsy Wolf for Anne Juliet. To me, obviously, we've talked about this before. Bonnie Milligan – was yeah. the leader coming into this season for this award? I think it's a great category. I think Natasha Yvette Williams is a little bit of a surprise for me in this. Uh, I love her; she's great. I'm looking forward to seeing her in the in the waitress uh, yeah. for a tape. And Julia Lester is thrilling for me. Uh, I'm so excited to see her. I thought she was great in Into the Woods, but I think this is a really a really solid category. I don't know if there's anyone that I would swap out, but like it's it's a pretty solid category.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's a great category. I don't necessarily know that I would swap anybody out. I think going into it, like you said, Bonnie Milligan has been the lead. We've been waiting for it. I am so, so delighted. And I think she's probably going to be the runaway here. Um, but a lot of people could have been in. I think, you know, Ruthie's inclusion makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. I think she's phenomenal mm-hmm. always. Um, I think Ali Malazi could have been there for Kimberly Akimbo as well. Yeah um carol
0: Carolee Carmelo.
1: carol Carmelo, but i mean bad cinderella didn't get any nominations and we'll get to yeah. that um so i'm not surprised to see either her or grace-, grace mclean snubbed for that as well
0: yeah i um so you're saying bonnie right now i, th- I, I think, think bonnie, bonnie is probably the leader but i don't think it's a runaway i really think betsy wolf is going to put up a fight here because that show seems to be a little bit more widely acclaimed sure uh, i feel like what we thought of Kimberly kembo would be like this huge hit uh and this thing that like was a huge you know force throughout the season really hasn't happened perhaps some yeah. tournament nominations will will change that but i think betsy wolf is a beloved figure in the community of course and and so is bonnie milligan but it's it, i just feel like Angelia has a little bit more juice I, coming into this season
1: i think Angelia has more juice but i think uh, both Bonnie Milligan's specific press <laughs> and just how yes. acclaimed her performance has been in general, I think she has the greater momentum for this performance. And I mean, any other year, it could be any of them. I think any other year, yeah. Julia Lester could get a Broadway debut, easily one of the best parts of Woods. Um, and so many other people <laughs> could have been in that category as well. Like I said, I mean, Pippa Sue could have been there for Woods as well. It's yeah. just there are for many of these categories and most of these That's categories true. made me all, a lot 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 of options and i can't imagine how hard it was to narrow down for nominators this season
0: yeah especially because there were 39 productions that were eligible for tonys this year not yeah! <laughs> counting the return uh-huh. of 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 what is that? Take me out. Yeah. Um, because that was part of this season, but it would have been in the previous season. And then obviously the Jonas brothers weren't eligible, but like that's just sure. a lot of shows and a lot of people to account for. But yeah. moving on to best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical, Kevin Cahoon for Shucked, Justin Cooley for Kimberly Akimbo, uh, Kevin DeLagula for Sound Like It Hot, Jordan Donica for Camelot and Alex Newell for Shucked. Uh, I feel like this is probably a similar thing th- yeah. th- from the last category. Totally. Justin Cooley probably. You know, a really good contender, but I would not be surprised if either Kevin DeLagula or Alex Newell had a really big hand in what happens in this category.
1: I think those are the obvious between the twos. I'm a little surprised to see Jordan Donica here. I think the other four from, um, you know, previous predictions that I had seen was pretty unanimous. This is another one. I mean, there are very few categories where it's like, We don't have uh, an absolute wealth of options, and really that's – um, yeah. like leading actress er, in a play because there were so few that were eligible anyway. Mm-hmm. But I mean, featured role it could have been Joshua Henry there easily. It could have been Get Matarazzo. It could have been easily, um, Alex Joseph Grayson, Kennedy Kanagawa could have been there. I mean, it's, it's Zachary re- Noah
0: Pizer from Yeah, K-pop. yeah.
1: completely. It's just <laughs> any any combination. I feel like I would have been happy with, and I think that this is one that makes a lot of sense. There maybe one or two that could have been swapped out, but I think they're all such strong performers. And I'm rooting for Alex, obviously, but I'd be happy just as much with any of them.
0: Yeah. Best performance by an actress in a feature role to play. Nikki Crawford, Fat Ham, Crystal Lucas Perry, Ain't No Mo, Miriam Silverman, The Sign in Sidney Bruce Dean's Window, Katie Sullivan, and Carrie Young for Cost of Living. Wow. I mean, this is an unbelievably <laughs> interesting category. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Tell me why this is. This is just a lot of very interesting stuff here.
1: I mean, this is such a tough category because the quantity and quality of these performances are so top notch, and that's the same for featured actor in a play as well. I am so happy to see both Carrie Young, who I talk about, especially with Grace, ad nauseum on the show. We love her so much. She's so phenomenal. Anytime, I'm just really glad to see Katie Sullivan as well i think that is i'm happy to see cost of living get so many nominations because it's so great but it's also such an ensemble show um and David was nominated for feature act- Featured Actor as well, which we'll get to, but he's just so smooth and captivating in his line delivery in every role. I love, love, love watching him. I was surprised um to see Nikki Crawford, who I think is great in Fat mm-hmm. Ham, but simultaneously there's no nomination for Marcel Spears, which is breaking my heart because I think he's so yeah. great. It's also... Other than Marcel, pretty much an ensemble show as well though um, Miriam Silverman, you know will get to sign in sydney brewstein's window, but the fact that they snuck in so tight under the deadline
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting
1: and not have and you know let's be honest on the backs of their two stars. And to only have their one acting nomination, obviously, they got best revival of a play nomination, but their only acting nomination to go in this category is strange. So I could see it going between either cost of living. I could also see it going between or er, going to Crystal Lucas Perry, who I think was phenomenal in ain't no mo and, you know, had a bit of a weird season. Another ensemble show. Another yeah. ensemble show. Also, But had kind of a weird season coming from 1776 into this, and then Ain't No yep. More closing. And she was very much one of the lights in that show, which was already a light.
0: Yeah. It's interesting to me that despite a lot of the accolades and positive press for shows like Piano Lesson, Lea yeah, Scott. yeah not a ton of nominations. Uh, ensemble and you know, heavy. Someone like... Yeah, Danielle Brooks I thought really had a yep, shot. Totally One because there. she was great, yeah. but also because she you know, she's a name. Um so uh, she very interesting. Been there. Nothing
1: Yeah, she could nothing have nothing from there. the
0: Thanksgiving play. I was
1: just about to say Darcy Cardin could have easily been there as well.
0: Yeah. So interesting. Moving on to Best Performance by an actor in a featured role to play, Jordan E. Cooper, Ain't No Mo, we'll talk a lot about him. Samuel L. Jackson for Piano Lesson, Arian Moyad for uh, Doll's house, Brandon Uranowitz for Leopold Stott, and David Zayas for cost of living. Um I think a lot of the same things we just yeah. talked about applied there. But <laughs> totally. the Jordan E. Cooper of it
1: all is, is very, I'm very cool here. i so, so happy. Double nominee Jordan E. Cooper, who is a genius. I can't wait to see what comes next because that show was so brilliant. Um, coming away with six noms after that offensively early closing is so nice to see. Any season that Brandon Uranowitz is a nominee is a great year for me. I think he's so, so talented. Um, but yeah, just another <laughs> – again, I'm going to say it for every category, but it's another one where there are so many options and only so much you can narrow down. It's a great list. I mean, Piano Lesson, I could have seen more, like you just said. Uh, we didn't mm-hmm. see a lot of nominations, but that's because – John was- David
0: Washington. John David
1: Washington. I would have loved to see Michael He's Potts. probably in the
0: lead, actually. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Potts. I think so. Michael Potts, um, Samuel L. Jackson, Ray Fisher would have Ray been Fisher. featured, I
0: think, as well, too. I can't yeah. remember. I think John so, David yeah. Washington was the only one who was uh, in the lead category. So yeah, yeah, I think so, too. But, yeah. All right, moving on to the musical's best performance by an actress uh, in a leading role in a musical, Annalie Ashford for Sweeney Todd, Sarah Burles for of the Woods, Vicki Clark for Kimberly Akimbo, Lorna Courtney for Angeliette, Michaela Diamond, L- love Annalie, Love Sarah. Yeah. Lauren Courtney, I think, has a strong future. But this really comes down to Victoria Clark and Michaela Diamond. I've made my, my thoughts known that I think this is Michaela's uh, award now, despite all of the love for Vicki Clark. Yeah. I-, I think this is Michaela Diamond.
1: It's tough, and I've had this conversation a lot where it could be like a Vicki Clark Lifetime Achievement Award situation, and I'd be very fine with that, on top of it being such an exceptional performance. So, I mean, I could see them giving some like a Hot be- Best Musical and her the Lee Tony. I could see them giving Michaela and Lee the Lee Tony and Akimbo the Best Musical. It's Akimbo's across the board for me. I am very much rooting for Vicki Clark, Um but I think, I mean, I still haven't gotten to see parade, but these performances are all just, they're so great. It's so, so difficult.
0: I think the lifetime achievement thing for Vicki Clark would have had more weight had she not already won. Sure. Um, she, sure. she is a five time nominee. She does have a Tony Award. Uh, to me, I think like we see that when like, it's I'm not saying nomination. it in the Doesn't same happen. way of like Danny no, bursting getting from Moulin Rouge, like right. Well, that yeah, that yeah. also was pandemic enhanced. Of but yes, yeah, I I I just feel like the buzz the performance when you have to I mean we can talk after you see it because I, I obviously sure. I'm not going to dismiss Victoria Clark's performance because I thought it was fantastic when yeah, I saw of the course. show um, but there's just something very palpable about that and, and to me that is Michaela Diamond's show
1: and I think her and Victoria Clark and Annalie Ashford were pretty much locks for these nominations Sarah I am sure. so delighted to see she should have been there I'm glad that was recognized and I mean that fifth spot could have been Lorna Courtney it could have been Caroline and her Bickler it could have been Patina it could have been Pippa but for Camelot, yeah. like, again, crazy.
0: Yeah, lots going on there. Um, let's go to Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role in a Musical, Christian Borrell for Something Like It Hot, <laughs> Yeah, Jay Harrison G for Something Like It Hot, Josh Groban for Sweeney Todd, Brian Darcy James for Into the Woods, Ben Platt for Parade, and Colton Ryan for New York, New York. This is Sickening. a six-person category, which yeah. means there was a tie. Um, there were some surprises here. Christian Borrell, Colton Ryan- uh Josh Groban less of a surprise because he no, is Josh right Groban but nonetheless yeah. not great reviews for him from either the press he or from fun. anybody I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um Brian awesome, Ben love Platt it. awesome, love Jay it. awesome. Um I, I I is is this Ben versus Jay
1: here? I don't know. Um so I love this category. <laughs> Um, my yeah, something. It's weird. Yeah, but my something rotten, rotted heart loves to see the moral versus James at all. Sidetrack. I do oh, love that. True. Yeah, but I do love that the leading role in a musical and the leading role in a play both have dom- double dominees for their shows with, um, yeah. Yaya Abdul Mateen II and Corey Hawkins for Top Dog Underdog yeah, there. To that. Yeah, I think. That's very deserved because they are both phenomenal. I love Christian Borle, famously. I don't know that he should have been nominated yeah. for this. And if you've got to choose between him and Jay Harrison G, that's an obvious choice. I also love that we're seeing Groban versus Platt again. And I mean, that's going to be the exact same result. Um, Colton, yeah. very good to see. I do think Anna should have been in the parallel actress yeah. category if he was going to be nominated because I think they're – both strong performances, but Anna suffered significantly more from the quality of the book. I think Hmm. this is pretty much Ben Platt's to lose. I would be very surprised to see this go to anybody else.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think so. I I mean, I definitely think he is, like I said, him and Jay are probably the two leaders in my mind, and I haven't seen... Well, I guess I have seen – I've seen both of them. Um, I haven't seen Parade on Broadway, but I'm sure there's not too much different from the uh New York City Center performance. So
1: It's hard because yeah, uh, I, be I think the momentum is there for either of them and I think the momentum would be there for Jay Harris and G more in the conversation of like the yeah. gendered categories more than anything else. And I would hate to see it be like not necessarily a pity win – but I could see voters going that
0: way. I it's would a pat, pat, pat yourselves on the back. Yeah, room, totally. Uh, because in in, in this, we we had this a couple of seasons ago, and I this is not to put down um, anybody. But, no, and um, I do
1: want to say that J. Harrison G's performance is phenomenal. I am not taking like to before we say anything else. I do not want to take right. anything away from that performance.
0: Right, but similarly. I, I think the fact that Allie Stroker won for Oklahoma was as as much about the the voters saying, "Oh, look what we did." I get, um, yeah. We, th- Just because Amber Gray, what that yeah. to me is one of the best performances I've ever seen on stage in anything. And, and the fact that yeah. she did not win, it had nothing to do with Allie's performance, which I thought was was fantastic. Sure. But, uh,
1: I agree with that, but I also picked Allie to both win and my preference that year. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm
0: still it's fine that you that. were wrong in one of them. I mean, you got one of them right. You know, got both of them <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Clearly. Sure. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, uh, best performance by an actress in a leading role on play. Jessica Chastain for A Doll's House and Jody Comer for Prima Facie. Uh, Jessica Hecht for Summer 1976. Otter McDonald for Ohio State Murders. Only four, as you mentioned earlier, because there was not a lot here. No Laura Linney. Um, yeah. which I thought was fairly interesting in that two-hander here. Uh,
1: yeah, and I know I it's mean, the rules, but God, it's hard to justify four nominees for best yes, lead actress in a play when Laura Lenny is really on the is. stage. <laughs> but the only other yeah. no- eligible nominees were Zoe Wanamaker for Pictures from Home and Rachel Brosnahan for uh, Sydney Brewstein. So, I mean.
0: Yeah, so they were, oof. they were by
1: rule yeah.
0: only allowed to nominate four. Uh, unless there was a tie. so But here, to me, this is, to me, seems like the the Hollywood heavy hitters in the lead here. Yeah, right. Jessica Heck and <laughs> Jodie Comer. Uh, this so is a, I, we're,
1: we're putting stars on Broadway this season, come and see them category.
0: Yeah, but and they're for great. everything, yeah, it feels like they deserve these nominations, especially when there's only four spots allowed. But I, to me, it seems like Jessica Chastain or Jodie Comer is going to take home this award. Sorry, Audrey, you're not getting number seven nah, this year.
1: Not this year. Give it next year. No.
0: She will. She will eventually. <laughs> She'll find a um, way. <laughs> best performance by an actor in a leading role play, as you mentioned, Yaya Abdul Mateen II and Corey Hawkins for Top Dog Underdog, which you and I saw together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Hayes for Goodnight Oscar. Stephen McKinley Henderson for Between Riverside and Crazy and Wendell Pierce for Death of a Salesman. One of the very few nominations uh, for Death of a Salesman, yeah, uh, which is to the extent- shocking and heartbreaking. To, to the me.
1: extent I forgot about it until I saw his name, which we Sharon, but again.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's absolutely question. nuts to me. Absolutely nuts. Um, what do you think here? I, I don't I, know what I to do like with this, this one. Gonna, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I think is going to happen?
1: Uh, No. Other than, I mean, my assumption is that any top dog underdog votes are going to end up split. So neither of them will get it. I thought Stephen McKinley Henderson was the lead to win this for a very long time. I don't know now that Wendell Pierce is here, and I don't know now that Sean Hayes is here.
0: Yeah i I think Sean Hayes is going to win.
1: And uh, it just opened, so that's it's hard. But it didn't get great it's reviews. The only one. I, I it got yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> it's the only show that's open. Um, it, he's the the biggest star I- I- in this category. Although they they all work on both stage and screen, obviously, sure. uh, some you know to varying degrees. But you know, I, it's it's two young black guys, younger black guys who are in a show together, two older black guys who have been on stage uh, and screen for a long time, and then you've got the one white guy right there in the middle who's the only show open. I just feel like eh, and, I could just see this. You know.
1: yeah, I could see it being. A very weird split voting situation here. I I still think it will be Stephen McKinley Henderson, but uh, I, you never know. You never know.
0: I'm honestly good with I, – I would probably go Corey or Wendell personally, but Fair. I – I, I it's hard for me to argue with any of them. And I have a salesman bias Sean yet.
1: So th- yeah, that's no, hard. That yeah. But his performance yeah. was so great that it's, I so I, I can separate that enough to absolutely. I mean, any year, but absolutely here. Understand why he's here.
0: Yeah. All right. Best revival of a musical. Uh, half of them are, are, are Sondheim shows, which is always a good thing. We yeah. have the Woods, <laughs> Camelot parade and Sweeney Todd. Uh, I'm assuming this is a parade win. I although think so, yeah. Sweeney Todd probably is the only other show that could contend in this situation. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: There's no conversation to be had there. I assume Parade's a lock, despite it being a more toned-down production. I guess. Yeah, um, it's a concert. I mean, it's still yeah. coming
0: from City Center. Yeah, yeah,
1: of course. Um, but I think there were enough problems in Sweeney's direction that it could, you know, I could see it having yeah. and lead performance, but that's still up in the air a bit. So I could I could see it taking a surprise win, but I I truly can't imagine that anything is going to be parade. And for good reason. Yeah.
0: Best revival of a play piano lesson, a doll's house, the sign in Sidney Brewstein's window and top dog underdog. This is interesting because, again, no salesman. And Science and yeah. window did not get much love at all, like you talked about earlier, yet it does sneak in into this category, despite the fact that, like, it had two previews. No critics have seen it on Broadway. You know, granted, it was at BAM and a lot of critics saw it there. Uh, it's just kind of an interesting, breakdown as to how yeah. these things work and obviously this is not one of those situations where you're like well why did you know if if the producers would have no, done this differently totally. because of the scheduling issues that even allowed them to get to broadway like it, you had to do what you had to do yeah. but it is very interesting to me um how this breaks down i i kind of feel like this is a doll's house here i think it um, might be
1: too otherwise i really I don't know what to do with that. Obviously, I love Top Dog, Underdog. Um yeah. It was far enough away in this season for me, though, that even, you know, at the end of this past month, it kind of slipped my memory. And that's to someone who really loved it. Um yeah. So, yeah, it's tough. I think Doll's House is probably in the front of anyone's brain because it's still here and Jessica Chastain got nominated. I think it
0: may have the edge. Moving on to best musical, and Juliet, Kimberly Akimbo, New York, New York, Shucked, some like it hot. So here's the thing. Yeah. I don't I don't personally think that any of these shows are best musical caliber. Uh you know, you put it into a vacuum. If you tell me in 10 years, I guess. you show me whoever wins, I'm like, "Yeah, they're fine." Someone is obviously going to win, and I would not vote for any of these, you know, against the average best musical winner. However, something has to win, and We've been saying all along Kimberly Akimbo is the leader based off of the reviews. Yeah. But looking at the fact that Some Like It Hot led all nominations, and it has to do with they had, you know, yeah. three acting nominees, and that always say helps. That. And-
1: exactly. The categories that uh, Some Like It Hot was nominated and that Akimbo wasn't was actor in a leading role in a musical, which Some Like It Hot had, had two. Then you had choreography, scenic design, and costume design, which makes a lot of sense because Kimberly Akimbo yeah. is acting and music led, not a design one.
0: Correct. But. Short of having like the obvious artistic show that stands out from everybody, everything sure. else, I, I feel like, you know, cause we've had that so much, you know, dating back to like once and Gentleman's Guide and, yeah, um, absolutely. you know, and a lot of these smaller shows. I, I feel like something like a hot certainly has a chance. I, I don't think yeah. Anne Juliet does. I don't think no. Shucked does. And, and coming off of, despite the fact that I've heard, you know, I heard people saying they thought that New York, New York was going to be the runaway hit. I don't think that's going to be it. Yeah. So to me, this comes down it. to something like it hot in Kimberly Akimbo.
1: Uh, yeah, it could go either way I I was surprised to see so many And Juliet nominations, despite it being a show that I Liked a lot, Um, but I think Yeah, it's it a, fine. yeah I think it's a w- really well Constructed musical, and I think if It wasn't nominated in certain categories There would be some very Obvious bias against it being Snubbed, so those nominations add up I'm not surprised to see so many Nominations for some like it Hot I really enjoyed it, it has plenty of problems But it's a good time It's exactly the kind of musical that Tony And voters love, which is this big, Mm -hmm. splashy, bright classic story with present updates. I mean, New York, New York has nine noms. So that says a lot in terms of something that's the closest to it being
0: comparable. (laughs) I guess. And it also like we talked about, it hits a lot of categories is the thing. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. all the design Absolutely. categories. It makes it easier to rack up a, uh, you very know, nominations pretty. for stuff like that. It yeah. is
1: certainly very pretty. Um Kimberly Akimbo, like I said, either way it could go to that depending on how they divvy up the leading actress in a musical category. Um it's an exciting one. I'm really excited by this. I'm really excited by best play and best book of a musical. I think, cause I think you can really make strong arguments for every single one of those. Um, best musical is really a toss up. And I think it's going to depend on if people are going to go more performance and music side of it as opposed to the big flashy, splashy Broadway of it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to best play. Ain't No mo Between Riverside and Crazy, Cost of Living, Fat Ham, and Leopold Stott, Three of the five Best Play nominees are Pulitzer Prize winners, which is pretty incredible here. Yeah. Um I don't know here. Like, I'm really kind either. of up in the air. But like, I love that. I, I, yeah, I I think, obviously, Fat Ham coming off the Pulitzer win, like, I think that's got a lot of love. I think Leopold Stott, despite the fact that it is the one that. Um, kind of started in the fall it's still running uh, but it it doesn't have as much buzz as maybe fat ham does i don't think Uh, it had a lot of buzz
1: in general at least in the way that it's been promoted and it is exceptional i loved it it is difficult and so well written um, and it absolutely should be in this category but i think you're right there i think it Takes a back seat to something like Fat yeah. Ham, maybe, or cost of living, depending on how voters yeah. are going.
0: Yeah, ain't no mo' between Riverside and Crazy and cost of living are all closed, so that, puts them at a slight yeah. disadvantage. But to me, I, I, I just think the cost that cost of living, because it's had multiple productions here in New York, I think it has a lot of goodwill, and it's a f- fucking phenomenal show. Yeah, absolutely. So, like to me, it's going to come down to Fat Ham and cost of living. I would probably go cost of living um but i'm not saying that that's where i yeah. think it's necessarily going to end up but i i would not be surprised though if leah polstadt because of the size of it and the scope of it totally uh, kind of is a is a dark horse in this category but i think this is a really 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 strong category from top to bottom
1: i think Leia polstadt is what voters really love and that's not to take anything away from the production because it's stunning like i said um so, I, 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 I could see it taking the award. I would say between fat ham and cost of living, it's probably leaning toward cost of living.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Any other big overarching thoughts? We kind of hit on a lot of them, but anything else that you feel like we need to discuss here?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm always interested in, you know, shows that don't receive any nominations and kind of what that looks mm-hmm. like. I'm not really mad about any of this, though. I mean, the shows with zero nominations were 1776, A Beautiful Noise, Bad Cinderella, mm-hmm. The Collaboration, Danson, Kite Runner, Peter Pan Goes Wrong, Pictures from Home, and The Thanksgiving Play,
0: which I think is a really and interesting the two- list. Yeah. But also the two one-man shows, uh, Old Man in the Pool and Walking with Ghosts," in there as well didn't get anything.
1: Correct. There are definitely shows in that where it's, like, valid. I certainly – <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the Thanksgiving play is one of those shows. I don't think Peter Pan Goes Wrong is one of those shows, but it's also a very specific kind of show. Uh Beautiful Noise could have seen Will get nominated in another year, but again, it's a very specific kind of show, one that appeals to like the bridge and tunnel and further
0: reaches more than the locals. Well, and Yeah. And who do you take out? Like in all of these, like no, if you're exactly. saying something like Snub, exactly. you have to replace somebody. Yeah. So if you look at this, you know, the, the musical one you me- you mentioned Will, and I haven't seen it so i'm not saying will should replace No, no no but there are six people in that category and we talked about like christian and colton the even josh the like, only
1: way is yeah either you swap somebody out or you have even more <laughs> performances yeah. eligible and that's obviously not what's happened here so what can you do and yeah. dancing, i haven't gotten to seeing yet but it's a show for a very specific subsection of an already smaller audience and a, you know it's and kinda, the
0: choreography it's, is not eligible yeah, yeah, so yeah it's like they couldn't even get a choreography nomination it's a show so without I a
1: home in terms of tony
0: categories yeah. it would have had to have been like a best musical nominee because i don't know and i mean obviously production technical stuff as well design yeah. stuff but it wasn't going to have a best uh any acting nominations so it wasn't going to have a best choreography yeah um it would have had to have been like a revival or or, or you know it's or a, something else it's
1: but. a hard season i mean the fact that you have kenny leon who directed two plays this season with no director nom for as great Insane. as he is feels like a crime Susie miller's uh beautiful difficult writing for prima facie jefferson mays who i mean could easily be a lead actor It's so difficult, but I'm not mad about any of this. It is a stacked, busy, busy year, and there's only so many spots. There's a lot of light in these choices. You have Jennifer Weber with a very deserved two choreography noms for Anne Juliet Mm -hmm. and K-pop, which notably I didn't enjoy K-pop uh up until the past 20 minutes which i think was the best 20 minutes on broadway this season Hmm. but i love that score i love those costumes i love that choreography and i mean to mention helen park first asian female composer to be nominated which is the result of being the first asian composer to be on broadway um and writing a really kick ass score with Max Vernon. Another side note that as a cabaret heathen, Tony nominee Max Vernon absolutely it, delights me. And Charlie me. Rosen. And Charlie Rosen, absolutely. Um, and yeah, Alex Newell and Jay Harrison G, first openly non-binary actors to get Tony acting noms. That's, it's great. I, I, yeah. I really love this list. There are things I have problems yeah. with. There are things that are interesting, but I think, It is a really comprehensive uh, way to honor this ridiculously busy season.
0: Yeah, I agree. Real quick, a little bit of news. We found out yesterday that the aforementioned production of Summer 1976 has extended by another week. This is the third week, second extension, third extra week. It'll now play through June 18th at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater. And in the show notes, we have um, the cast of Some Like It Hot performing on the Today Show. Interestingly enough, they actually have footage of them finding out that they were nominated for uh, Best Musical and Christian and Jay both being nominated. It actually looks like they performed After... Miles and Leah announced that first group on CBS and before the rest of them. So I don't know that they realized all of the other nominations, including <laughs> Natasha. Yeah. So it's like it was in between there. So um very interesting that they got uh, a lot of that captured. So you get some of the footage of that in this as well. So we will be breaking down the Tony nominations and the awards and for all the of the, next the precursor awards for the next four or five weeks. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> we would love to hear what you think. Uh, but for today, that is all that we have have uh for you um what do i normally say here i forget uh, usually a sign off um,
1: of some kind
0: yeah i don't remember how i started though
1: <laughs> thanks for listening all right to that's all that we have for today thanks
0: <laughs> for listening to today on broadway um you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio you can follow me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley where can people find you you can find me on instagram at no this is ashley all right everybody have a wonderful hump day and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow